Welcome to the Financial Flossing Podcast with Ross Brannan, guiding dental professionals to a brighter future. Ross Brannan is a financial advisor who knows it's not just about your teeth. He helps dental practice owners protect and maximize today's cash flow to plan for tomorrow's cash needs. Find him at rossbrannan.com. On the show, he brings together experts to help dental professionals looking to make smart money decisions to grow their income, turn their retirement goals into reality, and improve their lives. And now, here's your host, Ross Brannan. Welcome to the show. My guest today is Arsalan Ashraf. Arsalan is a practicing CPA based in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. His firm, Ashroff Advisory, specializes in working with healthcare professionals across the country. His firm provides a full range of accounting, bookkeeping, consulting, and outsourcing payroll and business and services. Today, he is our guest on Financial Flossing. Arsalan, welcome to the show. Ross, thank you so much for having me. All right. So, uh, you know, I know CPAs who say uh, when you ask one piece of advice, what you give them, they say, don't be a CPA. So mm-hmm. how did you end up a CPA? What happened? Yeah, so you know, out of college, it's something that I wanted to do, and you know, really wanting to help people, seeing you know, folks across the board needing that sort of service, and getting more advice from the front end on on how to set things up correctly, and just wanted to help people that generally don't learn money and taxes and everything in college have a good start, and once their careers start off. Yeah, you see that a lot. A lot of healthcare professionals, they go to school for a long time and they learn a lot, but they don't typically learn much about finances or running a business or things in that that area. So it sounds like you really kind of can be the all-in-one service provider for them for their business. Is that right? Yeah. So I was fortunate enough to have you know experiences in, in previous workplaces where I was able to get a lot of client interaction and being able to see my work make a difference on the front end really early on in my career that's sort of what made me stay but yeah that, that's one of the things i focus on is making sure there's an all-in solution for folks like that what do you see the biggest challenge for your clients the biggest challenge i would say is you know especially for my self-employed clients is being set up correctly their their entity structure and really making sure there's there's a connection between them and their financial advisors to to make sure there's just a, a holistic approach to their business, their taxes, and, and their overall financial plan. Yeah, I, you know, I like to say a dollar taken back from the IRS tends to be one of the best rates of return that you can get on that dollar. How important is it to maximize deductions? And, and I guess, how often do you see people not maximize those deductions? I would say it's very important. I'm a big fan of not spending a dollar to save 37 cents. That's always been my philosophy. That's fantastic advice right there because you're <laughs> you're in the minority. There's a lot of CPAs who will do that. Hey, go buy a new piece of equipment. Go buy a new truck, and whether you need it or not. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great advice by itself right there. Exactly. Yeah. I focus on you know making sure what's maximized is maximized, making sure we're grabbing any expenses that you would otherwise have that are business-related. And really, in terms of planning, so if there is new equipment that needs to be purchased, make sure we do that in a strategic manner. Make sure we get good rates if we're financing that and really being involved in those day-to-day decisions. Yeah, that's really, really good right there. What do you see that most people are getting right out there from an accounting tax perspective? From accounting, what I see most people getting right 
would be focusing on maximizing top line income. So rather than, you know, curbing expenses as much as possible, which is good, you know, to a degree, they're, they're more focused on bringing in higher revenue. Yeah, that's, I mean, obviously, there's always two ways to grow bottom line revenue is uh, cut expenses or, or increase top line revenue. And doing both is great. So you work with a lot of healthcare professionals. You have a lot of physicians. You have dentists. You have physicians who own practice. You have W two physicians. You have ten ninety nine physicians. What do you see happening in healthcare? In your experience, you've been doing this for upwards of a decade now. What do you see uh, from a trend standpoint in the healthcare industries? What I'm seeing, you know, is quite a bit of, you know, with inflation, sort of everything is going up. But I've, I've noticed physician pay is not going up at those same rates. So that, that's one of the things that I have seen. Seen a, a bigger shift in certain groups going more toward 1099 and self-employed. And, you know, a few other groups going the, the opposite direction and more corporate medicine being involved and having, you know, large W-2 doctors as well. So I've been seeing it both ways, but primarily in specific fields where there's specializations required, I've, I've been noticing there's there's more self-employed folks getting in that realm. Yeah, I've no, I I was talking with a uh, a client this morning, and uh, they're in the healthcare world, and they have not received a raise in nine years, which you know to me is you know one of the things that I always think is a great idea is is owning a practice, whether you're regardless of what area of healthcare you're in. Um, but owning a practice is the best way. You know, obviously, most dentists, associate dentists work on production, which is, you know, another way of saying, you know, you you eat what you kill. Or you could say commission, but they don't like to say it that way. But, you know, it's kind of kind of the same thing. But owning your own practice definitely changes the dynamic of dealing with inflation versus being a W-2 employee. And obviously, a 1099 employee if you're if you're getting paid on production has its benefits as well um you can deduct obviously a lot more than you could as a w2 but you're going to pay that double payroll tax what do you see as the biggest area of improvement that a lot of your clients can make the biggest area of improvement i would say it's going back to the foundation and making sure once they started being self-employed they were set up correctly in terms of taxes. So what I mean by that is, you know, there's certain states that don't allow limited liability companies to own practices. There's certain states that have corporations be the only way to do business. And the way they're structured, there's lots of opportunities in terms of being an S corporation or a C corporation or owning it personally that, you know, unfortunately a lot of folks that they don't have that foundation set up correctly from the get-go. So what that does is it limits how much take-home pay there is and the tax of that take-home pay. So sometimes there's double tax being paid on that take-home pay. Yeah, that's not good. I mean, taxes are rough enough, much less double taxes. Um, Yeah. So how in the weeds are you getting in the client's personal finances? Are are you seeing that your clients, that inflation is affecting them? Are you seeing that they're able to save a lot of money? Do you do you get that in the weeds with them? Yeah, so so fortunately, uh, the clients I'm working with, they're they're able to go ahead and really be ahead of inflation in terms of their their income is so high that 
they are feeling the effects of inflation, but at the same time, it's not anything detrimental to their lifestyle or anything of that nature. They're seeing a lot of, you know, when COVID happened, it was one of those things where the first few months, everything went downhill. And then once things started to open back up, even in certain states, you know, things recovered pretty quickly for them. So by the end of 2020, they were somewhere in that same spot that they would have been for the full year. So it's almost they work more the back half of the year to make up for everything. But since that that's happened, you know, throughout 2021, throughout 2022, there's been a lot of volume. So now it's the challenge that they're facing is staffing challenges, being able to find staff. And then, you know, the, the salaries for staff is, is going up as well across the board. Yeah, I saw a lot of people who had their best year in 2020, and then they had an even better year in 2021, which is really, really shocking. And, and But yes, finding staff I've seen is so hard, and, and you've got to kind of pony up the pay to get quality people. And, um, you know, that's what I've seen. I've seen a lot of people shift to fee for service, or at a minimum, reduce their insurance and start doing part of their practice fee for service versus just straight insurance. It really is a, a challenging thing. What are some of the challenges that you see as an accountant working with healthcare professionals? So as an accountant, some of the challenges I see... I mean, let me interrupt here. Besides mm-hmm. someone giving you all your their documents on April 14th, have, <laughs> have it ready for me. You know, what I see is really wanting to go ahead and, and get started and, and stick to a plan sometimes is, is tough. So I'm I'm a big fan of automation. So to the extent things can be automated, I I like that. So to give you an example, you know, a lot of self-employed folks, they their taxes aren't being paid throughout the year. Right. So what I like to do is I like to have those paid by either monthly or quarterly. Ideally monthly, so it's built into so, their cash. So they don't get a a nice big bill at the end of the year. That's a, that's a smart idea. I mean, because human nature spends that money. Yep. Exactly. And. You know, along along the same lines with those taxes, same with retirement contributions. You know, to the extent those could be paid evenly or somewhat throughout the year is good. Now, you know, a lot of a lot of folks they have better years in December and in and in November. At the same time, it, for most of them, they're able to cover that tax throughout the year. But to the extent it's not possible, then I can provide estimates as well for for that last quarter. But I like to get ahead of the game rather than be behind the eight ball when it comes to paying for taxes in, in April. Yeah, no, that's that's a good idea. That's absolutely a good idea. So do you find that uh, a lot of these clients think they understand the tax code, but they really don't once they sit there and talk with you? You know, I mean, I, I have sort of both types of clients, you know, either I have some clients that, you know, they want to know how the clock is made and, and I'm happy to break down each each detail and, and explain to them and I enjoy you know, explaining the tax code and learning the nuances or explain to them the nuances of that. And then I have other folks that are more, you know, tell me what time it is. So I work with both folks, both sets of people, and I enjoy working with both. And they have their different challenges and, and different, you know, um, aspects there. But, you know, the ones I do have, it's more lots of questions that that come up. And that, that's where I come in. So, the way I work with my clients is I'm, I'm available for any routine consultations they have throughout the year. So any questions they have, you know, I, I get back to them in, in a good period of time, generally under 24 hours. So I'll have a lot of doctors that are focused on their shifts. They're 
they'll have back-to-back shifts and then a question will pop up. And it's one of those things that if, if they don't get an answer to, they'll, they'll sort of forget about it. So it's mainly following up on that, making sure that's covered and they have a plan to take care of that. Yeah, that's so interesting. What do you see from the future? Like I ask this to every CPA, do you think that we are in the lowest tax rates that we're going to see in our lifetime? I think we are in, in those lowest tax rates. I mean, obviously rates go up automatically in like three and a half years to the pre-Trump tax rates, which would go from 37 to 39.6. But so so obviously it's important to mitigate our taxes, but obviously the, the long-term taxes. Now, what do you see as, for, so let's go on three different ways, three different subjects here. So, cause you have all three. From a W-2 standpoint, what's the best strategy for reducing taxes? So from W-2, for a good chunk of it, you're, you're sort of cut off at the knees in terms of tax deductions. It's it's tough to, to do tax deductions as a W-2 employee. I with, argue with that said, the W-2 is the worst way to get paid in the United States. Yeah, I mean, it has benefits, you know, it, it definitely has and them being healthcare for one. But outside of that, in terms of deductions, in terms of being able to plan for taxes, it, it's tough. With W-2, you know, your, your options are more limited into making sure the, the 401k or 403b contributions are maximized. Max out your retirement plan. And yeah. then uh, if you give enough money away, then you might actually be able to use your mortgage interest because of the standard deduction. So exactly, yeah. what about 1099s? So for 1099s, there's, there's quite a bit more you know, in addition to retirement plan, whereas as a W-2 employee, you might be putting in 20500 As a 1099 worker, you could put in closer to 61000 depending on how much income is and what we do for salary. So off the bat, it gives more in the way of a deduction. Um, and we were talking about taxes. There's ways to structure that. So some of it is Roth, so you don't get a tax benefit now. And some of it is is tax, tax you know, with the tax benefits, you sort of get the best of both worlds almost and, and hedge your way of taxes and if they go up and what rate you are in the future and look across the board deducting health insurance you know making sure that's deducted i've i've seen folks where that's not deducted which is a pretty large expense as as you know yes for sure so someone who owns their own practice in your experience what's their best deduction strategy the way i i try to i give a sheet of deductions that that will cover, you know, in terms of home office deduction, cell phone, home internet, making sure all the facility expenses are being deducted. If there's continuing ed that they're going to, making sure the travel on that is deducted. Really across the board, getting any expenses that could be considered convertible expenses or expenses that are related to, to their business that they would otherwise pay to get those rather than going ahead and, and you know, racking up expenses just to deduct them. Oh, yeah, for sure. It makes sense. So if someone wanted to get in touch with you, if they said, I like this Arsalan guy, I like the way he talks, how would they get in touch with you? So uh, on the website, I have a Calendly where an appointment can be set at ashrafadvisory.com. Or All right, so spell, spell that out. Spell out your website for everyone. It's A-S-H-R-A-F advisory.com. And so they can just go on the website and book an appointment with you. And talk with you and find out if, you know, you guys are fit to work together. Yep. That's great. Any other ways of getting in contact with you that they should know about? Yeah, email is good as well. What's your email? My email is arslan, A-R-S-A-L-A-N, at ashraf, A-S-H-R-A-F, 
advisory.com. Perfect. So you can go to his website or you can email him directly, guys. If you, if you need to talk to a CPA, Arsalan's an option for you guys. Arsalan, this has been a, a very interesting conversation. I really appreciate your time today. Thanks so much, Ross, for having me. You've been listening to the Financial Flossing Podcast with Ross Brand. This has been another episode of Financial Flossing with Ross Brannan, guiding dental professionals to a brighter future. If you liked what you heard, consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. For more on Ross Brannan, visit rossbrannan.com. Registered representative and financial advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PAS, OSJ, 3664 Coolidge Court, Tallahassee, Florida, 32311, 850-562-9075. Securities products and advisory services offered through PAS, member FINRA SIPC. Financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. PAS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. North Florida Financial is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. California Insurance License Number 0L10073. Arkansas Insurance License Number 1613932. 2021 1195.35. Expires 423. That last part can also say 2021 1195.35. Expiration, April 2023. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by PAS, Guardian, or North Florida Financial, and opinions stated are their own. Ross is a registered representative and financial advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PAS, OSJ, 3664 Coolidge Court, Tallahassee, Florida, 32311, 850-562-9075. Securities, products, and advisory services offered through PAS, member FINRA, SIPC, financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America. Guardian New York, New York, PAS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian North Florida Financial. It's not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. AR Insurance License Number 16139032, California Insurance License Number 0L10073, 2022-141994, Xfire824. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.